Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Hey, it's Colt. I know you are on the Art of Wrestling podcast feed, but just in case you haven't subscribed over at Wrestling Anonymous and the Wrestling Anonymous podcast feed, one last time I was going to give you a warning and put up the very first episode right here. Again, no more episodes of Wrestling Anonymous will be showing up in the Art of Wrestling podcast feed. I encourage you right now to go over to wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to Wrestling Anonymous. The first episode is there now, and episode two will be out tomorrow only at the Wrestling Anonymous podcast feed. Enjoy the first episode, and we will see you over at Wrestling Anonymous. Thanks. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold. Welcome to Wrestling Anonymous, the very first episode. I am your host, professional wrestler, Colt Cabana. Over 10 years ago, I started hosting the Art of Wrestling podcast, where I sat down with wrestlers and wrestling personalities. I helped provide them with a voice. I shared their stories. As it grew in success, Fans constantly reached out to me, asking if they could be on the podcast, asking to share their stories. But that's not what the art of wrestling was. But it's exactly what Wrestling Anonymous is. This is a hotline show. This is your show. These are your stories. The number is 87Cabana34. That's 8722226234. Just give it a call and leave a message about anything. Well, I guess not anything. It has to have something to do with wrestling. But please, give a call. Feel free to be open, vulnerable, fun, obnoxious, weird, goofy. But most importantly, feel free to be real. Through the pandemic, I've had the opportunity to really reevaluate what my love of wrestling is. Why is it that I'm so drawn to professional wrestling? And at first I concluded that it was nostalgia and performance. The nostalgia of pro wrestling in my childhood and how much wrestling was really there for me in my youth and helped me grow as a child with the variety of characters, storytelling, and fantasy. And current time, performance. Performing for an audience. Learning the art of the trade and then doing it for the people who love to take it in. But what drew me to making this podcast, I guess, would be a third category, and that's either community or culture, but I think it's both together. 
I've lived in the trenches of pro wrestling for so long now. Every single week for over two decades going to shows, anywhere from 10,000 people in Japan to 25 people at a VFW hall in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And I really do love it all. Although I love being immersed in it, I also love being able to take a couple steps back and watching it or listening to it from afar. So what is my responsibility in this podcast? I guess I'm the host or the director or the producer, definitely the editor, but I'd like to think of myself more as the curator. I'm going to be curating the wrestling hotline show we never knew we needed, but now it's here. There are no rules. Just keep the messages anonymous. Fans, wrestlers, trainees, friends of fans, parents of wrestlers, it could be anyone about anything. The number is 87Cabana34. That's 87Cabana34. Give it a call and leave a message after the beat. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold. I was winding down my wrestling uh, career hobby, however you want to say it, and a big show. Uh, I brought my then, uh, it's probably six months old, uh, son to a show, Haku Meng. Uh, he was on the show. He's one of the names. I was just walking around with my boy, and uh, Haku basically said, like, emotion at me, and I said, hey, how's it going? And uh, he just wanted to hold my son. I was like, all right, well, that's cool. That's It's kind of a cool thing. And I made sure my buddy, like, snuck a picture of it while this was happening. And Haku basically just kept on muttering to him and uh, kind of playing with them. He kind of, like, uh, stretched out my little child, <laughs> as weird as that sounds. Like, was kind of, like, um, stretching out his joints a little bit, not hurting him, just kind of, you know, just doing grandpa stuff, basically. And I was thinking this whole time, like, this is the guy that is the most feared wrestler in pro wrestling history. Like this is the guy that's scared under the giant that wrestlers ask for backup as like a bodyguard. And here he is playing with my beautiful son. And I just couldn't believe this moment. After about 10 minutes, I said, I'm going to get back to his mom. You know, he's, he's probably getting hungry. And Haku kind of like shook his head. No, I was like, Oh, uh, I see. And he kind of, he, he spoke like directly in my son's ear. I heard him say, you come, you come to my house and you'll you'll train with you'll train with me. He's like, you're gonna be great. You're gonna train with me. And then finally, he gave I uh, gave him back and kind of smiled at me. I was like, what the fuck? And so, yeah, it was just the strangest story. I hold it with me. Um, I have that picture framed. So that's it, man. Take care, bye. So this message is everything I want this show to be. Literally, uh, Grandpa Haku telling a six-month-old that he will train him and love him. Uh, I hope you all visualized it in your head. And that is the beauty of audio and the beauty of this medium, podcasting, is the visual we all had of Grandpa Haku. Now, for me, I know Hikaleo, who is his son, and Hikaleo has been doing TikToks with Haku, especially during the pandemic. And so I'm seeing that side of Grandpa Haku. But a little bit of me wanted the Mang with the giant pants and the huge afro. But now it's got like 
gray streaks in it because he is a grandpa. Um, so wonderful. And that's, first of all, that's something I, I do. So I understand and I relate. I love when the wrestlers bring their kids to the show. It's so fun. I love playing with the kids. Uh, I guess of all ages, six months is like, it, you don't get that much of reaction back. A lot of time it's fun when, um, you goof around with like a five-year-old or a seven-year-old. But again, the beautiful part of independent wrestling is just this access to everybody. We're all on the same level, including Grandpa Haku. Hi, Colt. I wanted to share a story of something I observed at a independent wrestling show a couple of years ago. Uh, during intermission of the show, there was a fan who was walking around getting autographs from the wrestlers who were there. I think Moose was one of the wrestlers who was there, Tessa Blanchard, and several others. Um, he was getting an autograph on a container of Pop-Tarts. And to see the wrestler, he's buying T-shirts and everything else as well, but wanted an autograph on the box of Pop-Tarts. And after the wrestlers would give would sign the box, he would then give them a package of the Pop-Tarts as an additional thank you gift. To see the looks that the wrestlers were giving each other after this guy was giving them Pop-Tarts was one of the funniest things I have seen at wrestling shows in a while. The wrestlers were smiling and having a good time, and then when he just handed them a foiled packet of you know, maple sugar Pop-Tarts. They just kind of like looked at it, had a weird smile, and then would look at whoever else was at the table next to them. And they would just exchange this really weird glance of like, what the heck just happened here? Entertaining stories from the world of independent wrestling of Appalachia, Ohio. Just the idea that you were in Appalachia, Ohio says so much. Uh, the story told in this is, I hope we're all picturing it too, the story of an independent wrestling surrounding where we're all just moving around. I do have a lot of questions, and I think that's going to be the great thing about this podcast, maybe, moving forward, is right now it's essentially a hotline. But I think with some good detective work, I could find out who this Pop-Tart guy is, and we can ask, because I so desperately want to know, does he have a collection of like hundreds of Pop-Tart boxes signed by professional wrestlers? Does he have a Pop-Tart hookup? Does his parents work for Pop-Tarts and he gets these Pop-Tarts and he's able to spread out these Pop-Tarts so much? We all know these characters at our wrestling shows. It's what makes these wrestling shows so great. The characters aren't just in the professional wrestling ring. They are all around us, including the Pop-Tart kid. I used to wrestle for a company called Dreamwave in LaSalle and there was a, a girl named Gum Girl. She worked for Wrigley's Gum and she would come with boxes of gum. Sometimes a bag of just all assorted gums. She was Gum Girl. And this is Pop-Tart Kid. And if we want to talk about signing weird things, I was asked this the other day, actually, at a signing, what was the weirdest thing that you've ever signed? And I have so many memories that I, I can't really, really honestly put them all together. But one that sticks out for me is I was at a show, I believe, in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana, and a guy took off his fake leg and asked me to sign his stump. And I mean, I 
joked around with him and he joked around with me, but I will never forget signing a man's stump. Now, not his actual flesh. He had a stump cover. Can I say stump cover? I'm going to say it. I signed his stump cover and it was weird, but I will never forget it. Hey, Colt. Uh, I had a wrestling story for you, a memory that makes me giggle. I grew up in New Jersey, and I think you probably know, doing what you do, Jersey's such a hotbed for wrestling. I didn't even realize when I was a kid, but, you know, you got WWE is based out of the garden. You got ECW in Philly and all these independents spread all throughout. It was cool. It was cool to be there. Really passionate fans, you know? And 1997, my brother and a friend and myself, we went to... The Meadowlands, SummerSlam, 1997. And, you know, this is the one, obviously, I think most people remember it for Owen Hart and Steve Austin and the neck injury. But 97, this was an era where you had to bring funny signs. You know, if you were like a wrestling dork like I was, you had to bring funny signs. And unfortunately, me and my brother and our friend, we were cheapskates. So we were we were doing double sideds. So what this meant is that when we held up a sign to try to get it on camera, another sign would be held backwards facing so that everyone seated behind us in the rest of the entire Continental Airlines arena, or as we call it in Jersey, the Brendan Byrne, now and forever, they could see it. So during uh, the Ken Shamrock match against the British Bulldog, my brother was holding up a sign he made that said, Ken Shamrock loves glam rock. I thought that was really funny. But what we forgot was that on the other side, he had, he had made another sign that just said, wrestling is fake. Which I, I would think in 1997, this was not the most controversial idea to put out there. But fans in Jersey got really, really mad. And this guy came sprinting down the steps and he, he ran up to my brother. We were kind of seated at the end towards the aisle. And he's yelling at my brother, get your candy ass up. Get your candy ass up, but I'll show you how fake wrestling is. And he was just another guy who paid for a ticket. It wasn't like a wrestler. It wasn't like somebody defending kayfabe. It was like some guy who also bought a ticket, you know, to see Los Boricuas take on the Disciples of Apocalypse. Just got really mad that a sign went up that said wrestling is fake and he was threatening to fight my brother he kept saying and he was talking like stone cold get your candy ass up boy i'll give you a stunner right here on the concrete we'll see how fake wrestling is but the thing i never forgot is he was talking like stone cold but he was dressed like Shawn michaels it's a really strange dichotomy there visually let alone the fact that he cared this much that he was trying to beat up my brother who really was just trying to get a chuckle by getting a Ken Shamrock loves Glamrock sign on TV. Anyway, that's Jersey people for you. That is Jersey people for you. And that reminds me of a great comedian and a great friend. Now, of course, these calls are all anonymous. We will never know who is making these calls, but maybe you'll figure out a way through this podcast, how sometimes I will get some of my friends on or special guests to tell some stories also. Like I said, that reminds me of my friend Chris Gethard, who is a very, very funny, hilarious stand-up comedian based out of New Jersey who hosts a podcast called New Jersey is the World. You should subscribe to that wherever you get your podcasts. He also hosts the legendary podcast Beautiful Stories from Anonymous People, which may have had a little bit of influence on this very podcast. And I also got the blessing from him to title this podcast Wrestling Anonymous and, of course, Rolling Stone just announced that Chris's brand new comedy album, Half My Life, 
will be available wherever you get streaming services starting June 1st. Follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Gethard. I was just talking with some of the wrestlers the other day about signs. Like, where did signs go? We watched those clips of just all of those signs, a sea of wrestling signs in the Attitude Era. And I guess we might think to ourselves, when did that culture leave? And I remember when I had a WWE.com show called What's Crackin'? And later they said in the office, none of the office people understood what What's Crackin' is, so we have to change it to Good as Goldman. Just gives you an idea of how cool those office people were making decisions. I did a skit based off of a sign that someone said, push Scotty Goldman. And I remember how scared they were when I was addressing that sign. And then I was like, you're going to push me. I'm going to push you. A couple years later, Zack Ryder did that on Z True Long Island Story. I'm not saying that I didn't get the credit I deserved. I'm probably just saying nobody ever watched Good as Goldman on WWE.com. It wasn't even on YouTube. They didn't even put it on YouTube. So that was 2008. Signs were still happening. The era of the sign has started to go down and down, and they're very few and far between. Like, you have to have a real good sign these days if you're going to have the gall to hold it up and block everyone's view. Now, Shamrock Loves Glamrock is that great of a sign. Kudos to you in that sign. It's an amazing sign. The other thing I took away from that call was the man who was as tough as Stone Cold but looked like Shawn Michaels, and there is a 100% difference between wrestling fans in the arenas, especially at the WWE shows or WWF shows back in the day, and the independent fan shows. I think that sums it up. I know this caller said it was the Jersey fan. I think Stone Cold Steve Austin talking, Shawn Michaels dressing, kind of sums that fan up for everybody. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Every day... We rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, so this is going to be hard to go through. But me and my friends watching, if you remember, they used to do the WrestleMania collection video series back in the day. And it was when they did 10. It was 10 tapes. It all made the WrestleMania logo, all that. Well, we had marathoned them. And we ran into a match between the Bushwhackers 
and these French guys that came around, I think it was the Rougeau brothers, it might have been, were watching this match, and one of the French guys picks Luke up to body slam him, and while he's got him upside down holding him, instead of Luke helping, he, hmm, I don't know how to say it. He grabs his testicles and rubs them, like just jostles them up and down. No emotion in the French guy's face at all. None. Just, this is happening. He he doesn't play it. The announcer's it, and it's right on camera. No way nobody missed that. I would love to be able to remember which WrestleMania this was from. I'm sure that match would be easy to find if you looked through it. actually went looking for it. I didn't. I've seen this on Facebook and just decided to call because I thought it was funny. I've never heard anybody talk about this. Never heard anybody say anything about it. And I've always wondered, what was that? Was that a, was that a rib? What, what's happening? But I guess that's it. You've never heard anybody talk about this. Come on. I feel this is one of the roving memes of wrestling internet. This thing will make its way to the internet every couple of years. And I'm so excited that this caller just like doesn't know about the internet in my head. They did see it on Facebook, but they don't understand the internet that they were just like, I guess I'll call this random Google voice number and see if Cole Cabana knows about this. Of course I know about this. I I feel a lot of people who are listening to this know about this also. Uh, Off the top of my head, I do not know the exact WrestleMania But I'm going to say that's part of the fun of wrestling that isn't around as much. Back in the day, these wrestlers were wrestling just so much that even WrestleMania was just like another show to them. So they were just fucking around. They they, they didn't care. They were just having a goof, having a good time. Also, WrestleMania wasn't as like picture perfect every single move back then. If you watch some of the early WrestleManias, like they're just having matches. And now every match is the most important match to that person. So that's an era of fuck-aroundery that I think isn't happening as much now. And as a man who knows Bushwhacker Luke very well, that that does not surprise me. So a couple years ago, I started developing very bad um, depression and anxiety to a point where I really didn't have much well, what I thought didn't have much to live for, but I started attending Hornswoggle's wrestling promotion in Wisconsin and meeting all these people that do something that I loved watching since I was a kid. And it really just, it puts a smile on my face and it makes me forget. It's like, it feels like the depression just goes away. It's like the dark clouds just go away. Wrestling has saved my life and I have to so many people to thank for helping me get through a very hard time in my life. Thank you. There's a quick plug for ACW Wisconsin in Oshkosh. Uh, that's a, that's a great message. And that's something I love about wrestling at independent wrestling shows more than arena shows. It's why I love independent wrestling is the closeness and the camaraderie, the ability to just walk around and talk to people if you wish, talk to the wrestlers if you'd like, talk to the family who's running the show. It does become a family. Those shows do become a family, 
And I do believe it can save your life, save this person's life. And if you're listening to this and you're one of those people who are scared to go out alone or do something alone because you do not know anybody, the wrestling show is the perfect place to be. And here would be my advice. Go up to the ticket taker, who is usually probably the promoter's mother or father or boyfriend or girlfriend, and maybe let them know your situation. Say, hey, I'm coming alone. Is there anybody else that you know that comes alone? Or is there regulars? Or where are the friendly people? Or who are the people that like to go up and talk to everybody? Because they're around. They're at every single wrestling show. Like in my head, I'm just picturing right now at a Boston wrestling show and just be like, oh, go to Ron Loves Music. Ron will talk to you and he'll love you and he'll he'll become your friend. And then all of a sudden you get your own little community inside of community. And that's what makes wrestling so great. Also seeing these performers perform their hearts out for you and in which you know they're doing it straight out of love. It's not like any of these wrestlers are getting rich at the independent scene level, but there's a lot to take away from watching a performer do something for the love of it. And then get to be able to say, I saw them when. And I think that's also very strong, is to say, I saw these people when. I think it does a lot for your mental health, to be honest. To know that you supported that wrestler before they uh, hit the big time. And support is just going and buying a ticket. I understand if the anxiety is too high and you you can't go up and walk up to them or buy their t-shirts. Just going to the show is supporting. And it's the best on the smaller level. Thanks for your call. Hey, Colt. I wanted to tell you a story about the WCW hotline. It had to have been 95, probably. Paul Kogan's in WCW, and boy, Mean Gene will not stop telling me all about WCW Hotline. If I call now, I can get the big scoop on this, this, and this. And I was like, I want to get the big scoop on this, this, and this. I called easily twice a week for probably the whole month, maybe more sometimes. I come home from school one day, and my dad is sitting at the kitchen table, and he says, you come over here and you sit down, throws a piece of paper at me, and he says, can you explain what this is? I says, the phone bill. And he says, can you explain to me why our phone bill is $390? I'm like, I, is that what it always is? No, it's not. Oh, look how many WCW hotlines are on there. Oh, boy. You see that, huh? Oh, man. Needless to say, I was banned from the telephone for possibly five years. And one day I, to, I get to meet Mean Gene at a convention. I told him that story. He laughed so hard. And he says, you have no idea how many times I've heard kids tell me that they called the hotline without their parents' permission like I did. I was just going to say, I bet there are so many people, even listening to this right now, and have a very similar experience. Although probably a lot have to do with uh, adult hotlines. Although Mean Gene, 1-900-909-9900, he sold it hard. And I'll be honest, for this podcast, I tried to get that number or something similar. I was unable to do so. I knew from a young age that that I could not call these hotlines. That was way too much money. My parents put 
My parents put the hammer down very early on all of these numbers. You do not spend money on these types of phone calls. And I also thought to myself, like, I'm not just going to call once. I'm going to want to call for the rest of my life. And then the money will just add up. Like, if it was $2, that's one thing. Also, I think I knew from a young age what a scam that was, is that if it's two bucks a minute, they're going to keep you on for so long. Like, I understood that business practice from a very young age. So sadly, I never got to call the hotline. I was never a hotline kid. A bunch of years into my teenage years, I recognized that there were people with hotlines with local Illinois numbers. So I would call those numbers, but never did I get into the trap the one that you got in with your parents. Hey, man. Uh, massive wrestling fan. Have been my whole life. It's my solace when things are rough. It's my celebration when things are good. Uh, last year, I happened to lose my dad, and uh, I took solace in wrestling. And the only thing I could do when they decided to say, hey, you need to write an obituary that's going to get posted uh, me being the wrestling fan and obvious mark that I am, you know, I look to the heart. I look to the click. I look to wrestling. So in my dad's obituary, snuck in there and only the hardcore, the hardcore know, but I slid in lines from uh, the Ultimate Warrior's last promo before he passed away. So poignant words for me helped me cope and words that I was able to share that meant something about my dad. Isn't it wild just how diehard of fans we can be that in the hardest times in our life, our brain still goes to wrestling and there's, it's just for us. We are the ones that do this. We are the ones. If you hear the words suck it, we think of professional wrestling. When I hear the term, Oh my God, I only think of Joey Styles screaming it. In ECW, this man's father has passed away, and that's where his brain goes to. Goes right away, like Ultimate Warrior. His words, obituary, that's what I'm going to put in. There's so many times in this life that my brain just goes to professional wrestling, even for this one, on probably one of the saddest days of his life. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for sponsors. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, Colt. The year's 1998. We're playing WCW NWO Revenge. We're watching Nitro. We're watching Raw. All of a sudden, we find out Goldberg and Kevin Nash are coming to town for an autograph signing before Nitro. Of course, we got tickets. I think they were free. The night before the autograph signing, we went to a nearby residential area where a Goldberg street sign had been hit by a car. It was bent down for a couple weeks. And with the help of some beers, um, jumped out of the car at 5 a.m. and ripped the sign off the post because they were going to replace it anyway. Next day, we had them sign it. I have it in my kitchen right now. It says, Bill Goldberg, 96-0. My friend gave him a Stone Cold figure to sign. He wrote, Stone Cold's ass is mine. And then uh, met Nash, met Goldberg. A couple days later, it was Nitro. Saw the show. Sting and uh, the Giant were the main event, I believe. And it was the exact same match from the pay-per-view, like move for move. It was kind of disappointing. And we stopped to get some road beers. Don't drink and drive. We had a driver. We go in the liquor store, and in walks Jerry Flynn. Not Jerry Lynn, but Jerry Flynn and Horace Boulder, Horace Hogan. And they signed our 40 ounces and whatever the hell else we had. We get home, call our buddy who was working at the strip club, and he tells us that the giant just walked in with like 10 girls and he's been chain smoking cigarettes all night. So, good times. Have a great night. Oh, there's so much going on in that call. First of all, wow, there is so many different groups in that call. The juxtaposition. The juxtaposition, is that the right term, of Goldberg and Nash on one hand and Jerry Flynn and Horace Hogan in the other hand, or Horace Boulder. I would be just as excited to see both of those people at that level of my age at that time. First of all, the gall for somebody to ask Goldberg at his height to sign a Steve Austin figure is pretty amazing. I don't think I would do that, and I'm surprised he took it so well. Probably was very upset as he was doing it, but didn't show it. And the beauty of of Lightning Foot Jerry Flynn. It's kind of fun. I know it's hard to look at it now, but I feel AEW has so many wrestlers right now from such wide varieties of this world that in 20 years, somebody is going to be like, I went to an autograph signing of Orange Cassidy and Cody Rhodes, And then the next day at Chipotle, I saw Colt Cabana and Anthony Agoko. Um, And then we went to the strip club and we saw Joey Janela smoking all of the cigarettes with 10 different women. I wanted to tell the story of basically just being a, a guy that loved professional wrestling his entire life and was always told he was too small to do it. And so I joined the amateur wrestling team, and I was in the lower weight classes. And I, I, I joined a, a professional wrestling school, and I was trained, and I did everything I could to uh, to get good at pro wrestling. But I was always constantly told how small I was before the modern era of guys, where guys aren't as enormous or giant as they are as they were in the eighties and, and um, mid nineties. And um, I finally like I, I worked my way to like the middle the middle position where like I got good enough to be a WWE extra and uh, you know 
they were clearly not going to take any looks at me because I was, I was not what they were looking for at that point in time. But my hero was Bret the Hitman Hart. The reason I joined the amateur wrestling team instead of being in the backyard doing backyard wrestling with my friends was because Bret Hart said, don't do that. Like Bret Hart was like, no, join your high school's wrestling team. Don't, don't do backyard wrestling. So I did. I got to be an extra right around the time that Vince McMahon and Bret Hart were building towards the WrestleMania match. And I'll never forget, like, we did our little workout in the morning, and they walked up, and they were like, okay, so these are the guys that we want to use, and you guys did okay. And uh, the guys that we chose, and I was one of them, luckily enough, he goes, uh, you guys, tonight, you're going to be working with Brett. And I, I just remember, like, pausing and thinking, like, Brett, Brett Hart? I freaked out. I had to sit there and stew on it and think about how I got to work with, got to get in the ring and do something with Brett Hart. And so my hero and the guy that got me to the the reason of becoming a state champion amateur wrestler and doing any of any of this or even attempting it was there. I got to get in there and I got to I got to take a few punches from Bret Hart. I got to be one of the security guards that that pulled him off of Vince McMahon when he did this like run in things, like slid in, sort of beat him up from behind. And uh getting beat up by Bret Hart, like no matter what happened at any point before or after that, I don't really, I, I never cared about what I accomplished or anything that I did in wrestling after that. Because to me, like, as a little kid that wanted to be a wrestler because of Brett Man Hart. What a great message. Thank you for sending that. And I would say that's a small victory. Putting so much time into professional wrestling. When I do training seminars, I always tell people to, to have short-term goals because the amount of dopamine that will hit once you earn a goal um, is rewarding. So if you go into wrestling school and your only goal is I want to be a WWE superstar, I want to be an AEW superstar, I want to be the main event of Double or Nothing or WrestleMania, you might do it, but there's such a small chance that you are the person that will do it. But if you say to yourself, I want to be able to do a hip toss, then you do a good hip toss, exciting. And so for this person to want to get into wrestling and the, also the idea of their love of Bret Hart and to be able to work with Bret Hart in some kind of way or fashion, even after Bret Hart, years after, I think it was 10 years after being forced to retire. So that was probably never going to happen. They knew that that would never happen. And amazing that, I don't know, the stars aligned maybe. Uh, it was meant to be. And that's a success. That's a, a a small victory, a huge victory for this person. But in the grand scheme of things, what a what a great victory for this person, this caller, this wrestler, to achieve that moment, and it was probably a great moment in their life. Wrestling Anonymous, please hold for the credits. Today's show was edited and produced in my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Music is by Matt Coon Music on Twitter. Podcast cover art by Donna619 on Instagram. Both do commissions. Feel free to hit them up on their socials. A couple of ways to support me in my endeavors. Follow me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Everything is Colt Cabana. Patreon will be a big part of this in the future. But for now, everything is in the building stages. But I will be putting up early and ad-free access to the episodes of this podcast at patreon.com slash coldcabana. Of course, that's where you can get all the ad-free archives of The Art of Wrestling. Patreon will also be the place where we will have Wrestling Anonymous bonus material and bonus calls as we get in more calls 
and more episodes. Wrestling Anonymous shirts are up at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Colt Cabana. ColtMerch.com is where you can buy all your Colt Cabana merch. I pack it and ship it myself with love and care. And please watch all Elite Wrestling Mondays and Tuesdays on YouTube and Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock Eastern, 7 o'clock Central on TNT. 87 Cabana 34 is the number. That's 872-222-6234. The show only works if you give it a call. So give it a call, please. And thanks. Thank you for calling. Goodbye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.